There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Three for three, Jackson. Welcome into the Longo Big Studios. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It's January 4th, 2023. And we're doing QFTA three straight days this week. Welcome in to all the friends of the feather who are listening to the show and watching on YouTube. And of course, podcasting the Tim McKernan Show. Subscribe to it, listen to it, enjoy it. Thank you to our sponsors. Longo Biggs, online at longobigs.com. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. Do I see? I just posted Chasey Lane, by the way, on the TMA fan page. And when I went to the TMA fan page, did Seth sign Brady Cook to be Design Air NIL? Oh, boy, I sure hope so. How about that? That's awesome. That's awesome. Look at Seth. Shout out to Seth and shout out to Brady. How about that? Designairservice.com, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And, uh, of course, uh, the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganest at Munganest St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com and the great James Carlton of Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.com. Dot net, all making this podcast possible. And I don't, I don't know how much longer we're going to keep doing this. I want to do it every day. And there's going to be days where we won't do it at 1130 because I'll have a sound story or 1115 as the case might be. Um, but maybe a nightcap? Like you're sitting there with a, what do you drink? You have a snifter of brandy? Is that what you have? Yep, that's right. Yeah, usually brandy, maybe cognac. And uh, nice. I really relax, smoking jacket on. I know you have that smoking jacket. And uh, yeah, kick back. Robe, the whole nine. Just oh, feeling good. Hell. Yeah, it's really hot. Uh, today is a day, I, I, for whatever reason, and I really have been sick. I know it's like, oh, you're sick, you're taking a day off. But I really was sick twice, I think right around Thanksgiving. And then also um, the uh, yeah, the day of Gobble Bowl, for sure, which I realized, hey, definitely was <laughs> not sick, didn't want to go to Gobble Bowl. Totally understand that. Right. Don't blame people for saying it. I really was. Uh, and then got sick again uh, in December. So I said to my wife last night before we were going to bed, I go, son of a bitch, I'm getting sick again. And I actually am. It's not as bad as it was in November and December, and it's different. But I don't feel great, but I'm like, I'm, 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 not, I'm not pressing eject on this thing three days in. Yeah, now, maybe on February 4th we won't be doing it. It'll be a distant memory. But my plan is to keep going and to try to do this regularly because just like updates on, on Black Draw, you need consistency. That's it's the key. Consistency is the is the key, Tim. It's always about keep your nose to the grindstone. I'll I go with it. Correct. Yeah, we'll go with it. Uh, people are in the YouTube chat already. You can of course send emails in uh, if you want your anonymity. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com, and uh, participate if you are watching live on the YouTube chat. Uh, Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com for emails, and then the YouTube chat. I, I didn't read the YouTube chat during the show as well as I should have yesterday what was the title of yesterday's parenting is like anal bingo yeah i wonder what today's will be because today i'm sitting down and i have emails to go to but i don't really have necessarily a direction but then again i don't know if i ever have a real direction when we start this podcast it's kind of the fun of it is that you just kind of find it as you go 
I don't know what the deal with this is, and I don't know where you are on. We haven't discussed this off air, and I don't know. I don't know if it's because I hashtag recharged my batteries, mm-hmm. but I am enjoying coming into work so far this year more so than I was at the tail end of the year. And I'm not even talking about December. I'm talking about like maybe even the second half of the year. And that's not to say I wasn't enjoying it. I'm just enjoying it more now. Hmm. Now, I think for me, it's a different set of circumstances because from about April all the way until December 26th, so much of my attention was on the series of things that were going on with, with starting, well, not starting, but elevating, I guess, attempting to elevate sound story with uh, raising capital, meeting with investors, hiring, and then the ad campaigns and conducting sound stories and so on and so forth. So I worked essentially, I don't know if you want to call it a fourth job, if you would say TMA, Balloon Party, Tim McKernan Show podcast, and then sound story. And I probably worked harder as far as like hard work goes on sound story because that is not, you know, what I'm used to doing. I mean, I, as I know I've said before on this podcast, and I was actually texting with my brother Kevin last night, who's apparently featured on Camo X today, by the way. I don't oh, know what nice. the fuck that's about. I mean, I know he's, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's got all these things going on. That's what we were talking, texting about last night. But I'm like, why is Camo X doing something on him? I don't know if he got pinched for something I might need <laughs> to look into. I don't know. But either way... Uh, it's not my area of expertise, and I'm talking about possibly, and this is something I made reference to uh, on Tuesday, in the direction we could go, which you and I have talked about on our show, or not on our show, but off air, and then potentially um, doing some things kind of in-house, um, and and that, that's what I was texting with my brother about, and I think about all the energy that went toward that, and I was exhausted, man. And I didn't realize it that that and it's not to say that like, okay, now we're done with sound story. It's just I can exhale from sound story and we've put our board together and it is, uh, you know, it's a sharp group of people. And I just enjoy um, being able to listen to them talk because I hold them in high esteem, not because of their net worths, but because of what they see and their experience. And some are coming from tech some are coming from marketing, um, and I'm coming from, you know, talking about girl-girl activity on HD2. Right. So I re- realize my place in the classroom. Yeah. But when I would be on these calls with law firms and accounting, I, I, just, I, I, I truly didn't know what they were talking about. I've never done a capital raise before. I realize most people haven't. This isn't like a brag. If anything, it was just, holy shit, there's this world out here, and I'm... 47 years old and I know nothing about it. I mean, I guess I know it exists, but I don't know how it all works. And to my brother's credit and what he's built and he owns the improv shop and donut drive in and he's bought some other, um, buildings here recently and it, all the while teaches at St. Louis U high. Uh, we were BSing about some stuff last night and he's like, man, I don't, when you're, what you're talking about is different than what I've done. I'm, I'm kind of more in the mom and pop thing and right. not, but I'm like, it's still business. It's still supply and demand. It's still creating a product that the public is interested in. It's still making sure you identify good people to bring into your family or organization, however you want to view it, and then making sure you treat them well. And ideally, lifting them up to the point where 
you, Jackson. I, I dread the day when it happens, but you say, hey, I got an opportunity to go do radio in Portland, Portland, Oregon, and be part of Rip City. Yep, yep. And I'd say, you know what? I tip my cap to you. Now, then I would tweet things out and rip you, and then right. I'd go in Dan Caesar's column and rip you and try to drag you down. Right. Hit piece. But to your face. Yeah, right. All love. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, what about you? I'm, I'm, I'm true. I'm driving into work, and I'm like, I'm looking forward to, and I don't know what that's about. Not that I don't, I, I, I mean, I want to make this clear. Nothing really materially has changed. I, th- I think for me what has changed is like I'm just having a break from a break relative to how hard we were working on Sound Story. I think that's what it's about, but I don't know. I think it's both what you're talking about with, you know, how hard you were going for Sound Story, especially that last month is like a full-on sprint. You have Black Friday and Christmas, two of the biggest purchasing times in the entire year, actually the two biggest purchasing times in the entire year. So that's like a full-on sprint on top of, you know, you do the show for so long and it becomes a daily thing. It's so just taking those days off, it's not so much about like recharging batteries, even though it is, but it's just like breaking up what your perceived routine was. And then kind of it's long enough of a break where your routine changes and you get kind of used to it. But just in time before that gets monotonous, you're right back to working. And it's like, you know, come with a smile. So just taking some time off and like almost like stepping away from both radio and with what you're doing with sound story i know like i personally yeah just like taking a break is huge because you come back with it's it was great i'm glad that we wound up the whole show i mean i guess iggy and i were already planning on being off but i'm glad that everybody got that time too i mean it wasn't you know it's not my call but i'm just glad that that everybody got that i'm just so pro that week for example we're going to we're going out of town for my wife's birthday in february it's a significant birthday for her and I don't view like it will be a vacation by definition, but I know I'm not going to just be like, don't call, don't text. <laughs> right. I mean, I know I know what it is. But the week between Christmas and New Year's, most people just kind of respect yep. the situation. And it's unspoken, but it's wonderful. Q5 is what I call it. Q- Q5. Q5, where nothing gets done. It's the most wonderful time of the year. God, I love it. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. All right, let me go into the YouTube check because I, uh, I didn't do a good job of reading it uh, yesterday. Uh, and see what the people are saying. Looks like a bunch of people are in there. No, the yeah. QFTA Daily thing is uh, we're, we're getting ourselves a nice little uh, audience here, even though it's kind of a surprise thing. Congrats to Jersey Jerry. What a thrilling 36 hours of Internet history. I only became aware of this. I'm in this yeah. bunch of guys who are, I think every one of them is a better player than me in this group golf chat, um, and they are all texting about it. So it's a barstool guy who has been going for 36 hours trying to get a hole-in-one on a simulator. Yeah, so Jersey. And on shot 2,627, he got a hole-in-one. This is a 100-yard shot. Yep, yeah, on a simulator. Yeah, Jersey Jerry, formerly with my guy Robbie Berger, brilliantly dumb, and Bob does sports. He then got uh, moved over to Barstool a couple years ago, and he does these weekly streams where he has some challenge to do. Uh, he's done like snack challenges and basketball challenges, but he had a hole in one. And when I saw him proposing it, I was like, he might be up there for a week. Like he might actually take forever, but to do it in 36 hours after 2000 shots, like that's crazy. That's crazy. You would be able to do that sooner than that. And I know I would be able to do that sooner than that. And this isn't like golf brag. Is he, is he? Oh, he's terrible. Okay. I was about to say, there's just no way that he's a good player and it took that long. He's terrible. Yeah. But he, but like. I could probably stick in that 2,000, like, 10 to, like, a couple inches, but to drop it in the hole, you need, like, an element of luck. You do, 
but from 100 yards, yeah. like, I'm such a nerd. I mean, I, this isn't like, I'm cool, but I'll say I'm a nerd. No, I am a nerd. On the off chance, people are like, oh, that guy's really fucking, you know. That when I go into the simulator, which I might do this afternoon, uh, I start by hitting, like, 35 and then 45 and then 55-yard shots, and then I might go up to, like, hitting, you know, 100-yard shots, and then maybe a few pitching wedges, a few seven irons, and then I might play a course, and that's kind of my thing. Mm -hmm. And I will again, not because I'm so great. It's just you will get them. You will be because you'll get because you'll. It's not like being out in, you know, in the real weather where every shot can be different because of wind right. or because of what you hit on the green. You know, you, re you just repeat the motion mechanically, and all of a sudden now it kind. I need to move on to another distance because it's so you're it's not a controlled thinking. environment. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's why, that's why, I mean, I didn't know. I and mean, if the guy were scratch, I would have gone, oh, shit, I feel like an ass. But I'm like, there's no way a scratch golfer would take 2,600 swings to hit a 100-yard shot. 200 yards, we could be there for, for, yeah. for weeks. Yeah. But 100 yards, and that's not like to say no big <laughs> deal. But apparently, point being, people were captivated by this. Yes, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, wasn't aware of it until I was doing balloon party and my phone was blown up with texts from these guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm so much like, I don't like listen to any full-length barstool stuff whether it be foreplay i'll sometimes watch the foreplay videos or i don't listen to pmt in its entirety but i see the clips i mean if you have tiktok or instagram you'll eventually see the clips whether yeah. you like it or not and jersey jerry is uh he gets you want to talk about get the people going he gets people going yeah right oh yeah they love him uh let me see what else i got here in the youtube chat todd bono using his name and i know todd's a saint gabriel's guy oh yeah i think he was in my brother danny's class wow 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 three days in a row What's behind the desire for more QFTAs? Personal, financial, I assume the latter. Uh, fair assumption. Jackson knows, so I don't even need to take a blood oath. There is not a dollar coming in in addition. Um, I love doing the show. I think you do. I do. I'd like to think you would tell me. But you've never in the how many years now you've been working on the show? Three. Three. Three, Three plus years. I don't feel like you've ever come to me and said, I don't like this or anything like that, ever. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But then at the same time, I don't really know what you would be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we even trust, like, for real, I know I've told the story in, in some capacity with regards to Balloon Party, but within the, f the first two to four days of Balloon Party, I was in your little studio over there going, you know, I'm fucked, not you. Yeah. I'm like, this I didn't want to do this. I did it. It fucking sucks. I don't need it. And I'm kicking myself for doing it. And now I got to do this fucking thing. Or I'll have a bunch of hillbillies saying I got fired. And that'll be a pain in my ass, even though I shouldn't fucking care. And so if anything, I was venting to you. And then we got it going. And now now it's a, now I look forward to it, actually. Yeah, yeah. But uh QFTA, is, is Jackson and I have said, for those of you who are just starting to become familiar with it, of the three, it's the show I enjoy doing the most. If I were to do a show that wasn't TMA, this would be the show. Yeah. This could be the show I am doing full-time, permanently, for as long as I'm doing broadcasting. Uh, because this is, this is me at my most me, and also I'm not, like, ringmastering it. It's right. just a conversation, and I enjoy conversation and thinking and going, yeah, you know, I think this, but maybe I'm wrong about this, or here's a story about this, and then having live audience participation, which is what the YouTube in involves. Yep. And so I think to myself, you know, my contract here at Hubbard is up at the end of this year. 
And this is, this is a totally different set of circumstances than when my five-year deal at KFNS was up at the end of 2021, right? Yep. Um, it's nice that you know my contracts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember that's when we, right. when we left. Yeah. And they did come to me in, in December of 20 or November of 20 and talk about an extension. Um, but there was just, it, you know, well, eventually when Dave Zobris bought it, things changed. Because yeah. Dave is somebody we all would have certainly worked for. And I believe he is the full owner of it now. I bought advertising on KFNS last month for Sound Story. I had the cat doing spots and Frank Cusmano, who I do believe is doing a Sound Story yes. as we speak. Yep. So there's no ill will with the current KFNS ownership at all. Um, it, so it's it's not about it's not about that in any capacity. Um, it just I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to be. Most likely, Barn. This this could just be a situation where I, just, I, I don't know. Maybe I want to take it in house and just do our thing. I'm not saying that we are, but it wouldn't be a case if we got to get out of here because somebody's going to get yeah. fired or furloughed or no. you know there's going to be some. It's not that. I just I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, and therefore. Um, and in, you know, every, every, I cannot say enough. This is not an ass kissing. I cannot say enough positive things about the people at this place as far as professionals, but just like liking, uh, I mean, it's just a plus it's been, it's been refreshing because I didn't even know it existed in my career. Really? I mean, I got a little taste of it, I guess at camo V and in little rock and television, but radio wise, it's been rough. Um, as far as like professionalism and people in charge who you respect. I mean, that is, I said to Doug and I were just bullshitting during commercial break today. And I know, I, I, but John Kiowski and the role he has here, I mean, and what he's got to do and deal with and Tommy Mattern and Keith Krause, who's the director of sales, just a fan, but then across the board. I mean, it's just so great. And I'm not by any means saying we are leaving. I'm just saying I don't know what direction we're going to go. And part of it just has to do with like a life decision. If I do want to move, this would probably be the time for me individually with my children, the ages they are to do it. Um, Cause if not, I'm probably not going to pull my older son out of like seventh grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That, so that, that's, that's, that's the reasoning for full transparency. And so it's kind of a timing thing. And if at Hubbard they don't want somebody doing a show and living remotely, I totally respect that. That's a corporate policy. But I'm just of the opinion that in 2024 you don't need to be in the building. And I think, if anything, we've proved that by being at Jupiter in 2021 for six months. So that's just a personal preference thing. I know I'll catch hell if I move and people say the show fucking sucks now that he's not there or maybe whatever it is because it'll just be a thing. But it'll still be the same motherfucker that was doing the show in 2021 for six months. Yeah. So either way, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But whether it be Balloon Party and 101 ESPN, whether it be TMA, whether it be the Tim McKernan Show podcast, which essentially is me and you, Jackson, it just has this name because this is what it was when it started. And you were like a sophomore in college, I think, when I started. Am I right? 2017? Yep. Uh, if it, fall of 2017. Yeah. It was my fall semester of sophomore year. The best that? semester of college I ever had. A lot of ass, huh? It was just the best. A lot of ass, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, got home. Wow. Certainly nice. more than I'd ever had in my entire life. So anyway, I want to make the, that clear, but then it might be the Tim McKernan show. And uh, that might be what I decide to do. Or I'm, just, I'm like mainly doing sound story, but I still want to do something. And so I'll do the Tim McKernan show. And then you, Doug and Iggy and Plowhawk and KG and O-Town or whomever can do TMA. Mm -hmm. uh, so whatever. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just wanted to keep it going. And I'm like, we enjoy doing it. So why don't we do it more? But it's not like there is a sponsor who has gone, I'll buy if you guys do it every day. No one has said that. 
on the other hand of it, it's not like somebody said, I'm pulling if you don't do it more than once a week at all. This was just my own thing that truly I thought of at 1040 during a commercial break on Tuesday. Yep, yep, yep. And you and that, presented that, and it to me. It. I was like, all right, And that's good. how I sometimes operate. And for real, I might, it might get to a point where I'm just like, I can't realistically do it. But fortunately, when it comes to Sound Story and the gentleman we hired to be our general manager with, with Peter Rep, uh, you know, he minds the store. So I have responsibilities at times to host them. But today, Doug's doing one as we speak and Frank Cusmano's doing one as we speak. So I can continue to do QFTA. So... There is everything. Jackson, is there anything I haven't included in there? Please, let's, let's, let's ask me a question that I haven't included in that synopsis of the great Todd Bono's question. Uh, because I don't know what else I could lay out there, but maybe I'm not including Do you something. think that the daily QFTA will lend to more erotic stories? Because mm. I think, you know, being... Not so, only is it a good question, it's the right question. Yeah, being omnipresent... I, think I just can't imagine that people aren't like, okay, I, you know, at this point, I'm not going to read your name. No. You know, create like a, I don't know, what, what's the what's the burner email account that you would use? Hotmail. That's a shot at my Hotmail, and I take that personally I because know. I have a team of Kernan at Hotmail.com. Still the answer, unfortunately. Is it really? That's what that or AOL. Burner? AOL, yeah, shot at Ken. <laughs> Negril 111. <laughs> and go, okay, I think he might know me. I don't want him to know me. I don't want him to mistakenly use my name, but I will share this story. Like, everybody's got to have them. I think mine might be more vivid, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I mean, over the last, you know, few years, I can tell you they're not. Uh, I would be in the, like, 1% of boredom, I mean, with two young children right. in my 12th, 13th year, 12th year of marriage, you know, you know, you, you know I'll just tell you, <laughs> you, you know, what, what it's going to be. It ain't going to be, you know, there are no stories to write in. And how fucking weird it'd be if I'm like, yeah, I banged my wife last night. It was hot. The kids were asleep. You know, I yeah. mean, nobody wants to hear that. Right. Uh, and I don't want to share it. And uh, and I'd like to, to continue to uh, be married. So therefore, I won't be sharing mm-hmm. that. But with regards to, you know, whether it be past experiences right. or current experiences. Dig it up. Let's share. Let's celebrate our perversion. Yeah, the listeners are being selfish. They are. You're right. Fuck you, people. That's what I've decided. Yeah, we want to live vicariously through you. I'm sharing my career plans with you. Yeah, for real. You share your fuck stories. It's a. It takes two to tango. Thank you. We're gonna stop giving out information. We'll just sit here and 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 make noises for the whole podcast. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jackson. Good for you. Uh, Daddy B Cooking says, "Hey, pigs. The reason doesn't matter, Bono." I guess he, when he's oh. responding to Todd Bono and why is the, the daily QFTA. Yeah. Sup, chat. That's Manchild79. Anytime we get the chance to see Jackson's sweet, beautiful, creamy-skinned baby boy face, it is a blessing and should not be questioned. That's Daddy Be Cooking, uh, who says, Sup, Manchild. And Manchild79 says, My boy Jackson's lettuce is looking bountiful bee. My man. Thank you, Manchild. God, I appreciate it's amazing you. what's going on. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm gonna get How much of this is about your your experience at uh, TMA client St. Louis Hair Restoration? Almost all. I mean, is it really like real. you think you would be like what would it be looking like? The, I think the crown would just be so much thinner. God, so much am, I'm so thinner. happy. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I really am because I lived it. Yeah, right. and there was no solution for me. I mean, in Propecia, I was able to hold serve. Right, and I think like if I had like dark brown or black hair it mm. wouldn't be as noticeable but when you have really light hair like me it's See, gonna... i think it's more noticeable because then if you're a white you have the contrast with your scalp certainly certainly but the 
it, it kind of all blends together because my hair color, especially on the crown, is almost like my scalp color. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I might have more hair there than what leads I see. to the eye. But stainless hair restoration is really like the finasteride, man. That's a, a Propecia. It really does help. It and, did. It absolutely did. Yeah, and then when you cap. stop using it, I mean, you're you're on it until they put you in the ground. Luckily, it is, uh, from what you have told me about the prices when you were taking it, oh. to now it is. I was paying $100 a month. That's why I'm just like, fuck this. I'm out. It's not even in that. It's it's so affordable. So it's it's been very nice, super easy to do. and uh, Yeah, you're just popping a pill. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm feeling it's just thicker in the crown region. Now, some people think that it may affect your ability to have a, a nice hard erection thoughts uh i will use matt damon and departed mm-hmm. when discussing when alec baldwin who's outstanding in that film says uh you know being married it shows shows people you're not gay and uh and that your cock works and matt damon goes oh mine's working overtime so that's my response to that that might have to somehow be the title of today's <laughs> episode. Uh, Jackson on a yak, my man. It's Daddy B. This Daddy B. Cooking really likes you. You might be able to use that cock on him. Yeah. Uh, nice. Damn that flow, Jackson. Save some for the rest of it. That's from Chris Angle, not Angel. Now I don't have to listen to the two and a half Poindexter show. That's from Anthony Marina. Now, what does that mean? Um, now I don't have to listen to the two and a half Poindexter show. I don't know. I'm just reading everything in the YouTube chat right now at this particular moment, and I don't know what that means. Maybe Anthony Marino follows up on it because I'm just reading chronologically. Harold Booker, did you guys tease something you were going to talk about the other day? Yes, we did, and I just talked about it. Yeah, there it is. But I did a bad job of teasing because I didn't do it until. It was a deeper tease. Uh, Bruh, I'll be 50 this year, and the amount of stuff I don't know is scary as hell, B. That's from Manchild79. But the thing for me with this was I didn't know I didn't know it. Yeah. And I was very much at peace with knowing that I didn't know it. And then I get on these Zoom calls. I have one at 1 o'clock today, uh, although this one should be brief. You know, and I, you know, when you start a business, you have an operating agreement. That's something when I started Inside STI, I had no idea what that was. And I realized there are probably some people listening to this. I have no idea what that is. And when, I don't know if it was Licks or Warson would wacko talk about K-1s. Well, any, I know those guys, I don't know about Mr. Licks personally. Warson was wacko, has been successful with the business. I think Mr. Licks actually does have money as much as people may not want to believe that. <laughs> um, but anybody can start an LLC. It, it does, and then, therefore, you will have a K-1 form. Right. Like, they don't give you a K-1 form if you hit, like, a certain... It's not like, like a like steak a new, knives when you, you hit the, the certain yeah, number of right, sales. Right. You start an LLC, and whether there's money going in or money going out, you're going to have a tax form, and the form is called a K-1. So having K-1s is not necessarily a brag in and of itself. It does mean you own a business or you have ownership in a business. Ideally, unfortunately, I suppose, you're paying taxes because there was profit, but you can start an LLC. I think it costs like a hundred bucks and you send something to the secretary of state or don't even send anything. You just go online and alas, there it is. There's your LLC. Um, why was I talking about this, by the way? The uh, fuck did trigger this? Manchild said, uh, "Oh yeah, 50. yeah." So start, so that, so, th- so there's that, and I'd started businesses before, but then you get into this and like the rounds of funding, right. and so one of my buddies who I've talked about a little bit before, I've never given his name, but I think he's a listener. God bless, big podcaster, and uh, he was in town over the holidays and got together with him a couple times, and. Uh, and he said, you ought to listen to this about raising capital for a seed round of funding, or it could be Series A, depending. I'm going, what? Are you talking? 
I just listened to the podcast. So I went and banged balls at family golf and learned how to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's that's what technology, like YouTube University and, and podcasts, like it's it's really living. Like I, people romanticize the past and that's just human nature. But like the fact that you can learn stuff like in your phone. Could not agree with you more. Right? Like Could not agree with you more. Learn a language. Could not agree with that. I think there are also some places where you think like go- like the way you use golf as an example. I think people get some bad tips. The wild, wild west. On on the golf thing. Social media golf instruction is the oh wild, wild west. God, holy shit on that. But I'm sure, I mean, it absolutely. So I listened to this book and it absolutely helped me. And then I knew what to do. And so then I'm meeting with people who absolutely have, you know, they're, they've done well for themselves and I'm pitching the thing and I can, you know, at least hang, relatively speaking, there. But it was the calls with the attorneys and the accountants. And and I'm just like, oh, God, I I have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, I have no clue what they're talking about. And yet I need to be present. And that was eye-opening. And I know there are plenty of people, probably even in their 20s, uh, not plenty, but a percentage of people in their 20s who this is what they do. Yeah. That you know that they that either they invest or they have startups and they bring on investors, and I'm going. I've existed in, had no idea about this world, and it's. I don't know. If I would say it's intimidating. It's it was just kind of embarrassing. I think mm-hmm. is actually what I would tell you it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think probably most people go through life and, and never experience it. I guess I'm I got a chance to experience it, but fuck, it was certainly humbling. That's that's the word I would use. I want Jackson to be my son-in-law. Huh. Caddy B. Cookin's back. Okay, not really on the uh, in the free agency market for that. Uh, you know, I have a mother and father, very fond of yeah, them. Yeah, but what about a father-in-law? That that's different. Uh, that'd be different from yeah, step maybe more so in that, less so in the stepfather realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was different here. So man, really he might want to introduce you to his daughter. But I'm pro male friendship, so it's hot. Anthony Marino says Ledoux Donut Shop is where it's at. Didn't even know that existed. Don't know what he's saying. This Anthony Marino is a non-sequitur guy. I'm, I'm anxious to find out as I continue to scroll where he's going with yeah, things. Drive-by takes. Man-child, you don't look a day over 35. That's Daddy B. cooking. LMAO, I don't feel a day under 65. Man-child, mm-hmm. 79. I wish I was 50 again. That's Mr. Smith. Tim's on a roll. It's his escape, so to speak. Mr. Smith is correct. Yeah, hitting golf balls, not playing golf, but hitting golf balls, putting, chipping, and QFTA. Meditation, man. That's my escape. And yeah. maybe like a new Ella Reese scene. Yeah, yeah. There's something to look forward to. New Abigail Max scene. There's my Mount Rushmore of escapes. What if they collabed? Oh. They did. Oh, really? God. Your eyes rolled to the back of your head there. Uh, I, liked, I was like the Undertaker. <laughs> For real. God, oh my. She just, she needs to work more. I'm telling you. She's not focused. You know, maybe this time next year I'm not doing TMA or Balloon Party or even this podcast or Sound Story. I'm just full on Ella Reese's representation. How do you think that would go within your family? Honestly, I think at this point my wife is so just at peace with knowing that this is fucked up that she's married to. She's like, whatever. I don't, whatever gets our asses to Jupiter. <laughs> right. I just would love to hear like a conversation with someone's like, how's Tim doing? He's like, well, he dropped all of his projects and now it's just focused on Ella Reese's career. And then people are like, oh, okay. She needs to stop with the Apple watch shots from the hikes in LA. And just in general. Let's, let's. I need, is there a way to filter those out on our Instagram? <laughs> should be able to, man. God bless America. Uh, QFTA is the only show with enough Burke. That's from Noah WK. Is this one of your Horton Watkins buddies? Uh, Noah WK. 
because they no. call you Burke. That's they do. The reason. They do. But maybe people are getting hip to that ah. and you know, using that as a bluff. I don't know. If, if I do know that person and I can't think of you at the top of my head, I apologize. Is Sunset Piddles getting paid overtime for all these QFTAs? No. Uh, no, and nor, no, nor, neither is Sunrise uh, Timmy. Yeah, right. It's yeah. I'm not. Nor am I upset about. We it. We might be making a play for the long game, though. Here, yeah, right. That's what we might be doing. Uh, Anthony Marino's backed. <laughs> Muff Diver Hour. I don't know what this guy's doing, but I'm intrigued by him. I got to yeah. tell you, this Anthony, you're yeah. not. You're not as big of a man. He lost some equity there. I feel like this is Tim's goodbye prep to have the word out there for his own conscientious effort. Please don't leave, Daddy Tim. We need you and your baby blues. That's from Callis Coy. I'm planning on doing a show no matter what next year. I want to make that clear. I'm just saying I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And I also plan on doing TMA, Mm -hmm. barring a huge surprise. I think even if, like, Sound Story went like that, and Sound Story is a startup. And I appreciate people. I was kind of surprised to see them text congratulating me on Sound Story, because that's just not usually the way people kind of hate usually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like in St. Louis more so, I've described it as either success envy or ambition envy yeah. or ambition hate, because I, I feel comfortable with my lot in life if you don't go up above me, so I will pull you down. I feel like that's more common in St. Louis than elsewhere. I could be off on that. I don't know, but I certainly feel it. Um, so that was great, but I want to make this clear. Sound Story is a startup. Yeah. I don't know what fuck sound story is going to go. TMA, as dumb as it is, if we're talking like stocks, is a blue chip. TMA has a base of advertising revenue that follows us wherever we go. Proofs in the pudding. Though. Right. So, I, you know, we could pick up and go. We Fuck, we were on 920 a.m. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed when I started talking with him. Guy wants me to buy it, the great Burt Kaufman. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm interested, I suppose. But what's the frequency? Yeah, right. I got to find it. Yep. Oh, it's staticky yep. in Kirkwood. That's when I first started listening. Was Is that right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, callous coitus. I'm not uh, planning. I'm just. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so when Todd Bono asked why all the QFTAs, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what we're going to wind up doing. And I love doing this show. Me too. So then, if that's the case, you know, and who knows what winds up happening? I mean, listen, and I've said this also a billion times, but Doug and Iggy are most likely not doing this show ten years from now. Right. You know. Right. So. That's also part of the thing. I, I don't feel like people necessarily, I don't know, maybe this is not something you talk about, but it, I mean, that's just the way that it, it is. Right. Not because they're passing on. Right, right. But I will say this, by the way, fun fact for no and tell. Yeah, this, you, get, you get things on QFTA that you wouldn't get on TMA or Balloon Party. Uh, Doug and I were BSing um, probably a month, month and a half ago. I don't think I said this anywhere. No, I, you just, I just remember you telling yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And I said, hey, I know that this is weird because we don't really ever talk about work. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that so many people talk about our jobs, yeah. but we don't talk about them because yeah. um, that means people care. Like it, dislike it, don't care, just keep talking. Kind of the ideal circumstance. Yeah, it's absolutely. That's the game. Uh, what is it that Riggs told us? Relevance is currency? Uh, yes. Israel? Yeah, yeah. Rele- so it just kind of, you want hatred. Yep. It sounds counterintuitive. Relevance is like anal? Is that today's? Parenting is like <laughs> anal yesterday. Relevance is like anal? Think about yeah, it. Yeah, boy, that's... Yeah, it's something to think about. Pros. But anyway, I'm on the phone with Doug. I don't think he would mind me saying this at all. And I'm like, the last time we talked about this when I was looking at buying KFNS, why? I mean, I just feel like I, like a bullet just... <laughs> I just like in the Matrix. Just dodged. Yeah. Um, 
And now you don't need a radio station. And that, that's the, the big thing. We've proven it. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, I got on the phone with him like a month, month and a half ago, and I go, hey, uh, just out of curiosity, you know, and you don't owe me anything. Man, if, you're, if today was your last show, God bless. It's been fucking great. Yep. But I'm just curious because I know he might want to be, you know, maybe move uh, at some point with his son living in Tampa. Who knows? And he goes, oh, I'd like to do this for a number of years more. I said, I think six years or so. And I go, fuck. Well, that's great news. Because in my mind, I'm like, any year could be the last year that he does it. And I'm just kind of like, I've been expecting it. And I understand it, by the way. But he loves doing it. And I'm like, well, that's great news. You know? So I'm thrilled. But you and I could be working together for 20 years. That'd be lovely. Would it be, though, for you? Like, you can say that. But deep down, when you were with sweet, sweet Kai in that cabin... No, I, Kai was not, unfortunately, he was not at the cabin, no. What about Herb? Herb was there, you better yeah, believe her. Yeah. He booked the damn thing. Is that right? Oh, yeah, he's a businessman through and through. Is he really? He's very, very, he got an very MBA? intelligent guy. Oh, you know? is he really? Oh, yeah, he's extremely intelligent. Uh, but, no, I've, nothing, no, nobody I work with have I ever been like, fuck that guy, never. I'm trying to see if I can think through the roster and go, um, he's Well, like, like when that. I say work with, like actually work with, not work at the same company. Because <laughs> there is a clear distinction there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Hunchback going to Castle. If TMA was YouTube only, would Iggy just smoke during the entire show? <laughs> I don't uh, think any like FCC rules tell him he can't smoke. No, I think, yeah, that'd be, uh, I think it's just like the law that you can't smoke indoors right, at businesses. Uh, let's see. Probably so would Plowsy, Mr. Smith responds. Can you imagine the hijacks Iggy would do? The show would be so angry. The show would be so angry two episodes in since the guys wouldn't be able to overtalk him. Some callous coitus. I don't, I don't follow that, yeah, Coitus. I, I usually can. I cannot this time. Uh, sup, Eskimo Brothers. That's from Alexander Colton. Uh, d- d- Carlos Spicy Winners and really oh. has come full circle from the yellow diaper. That's got to be talking about you. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. I said it like that yellow diaper. Let me ask you this. Sure. That, was, that was a big moment for you? Well, it spurred uh, my kind of awareness. My, my, yeah, awareness. That was the moment where I, you know, I was sitting there watching that probably with my wife next to me and Lisa Ann on the other side. Yeah. And I said, I think I probably did this. No, no. I think it's time I have a talk with Jackson. Yeah. When I saw you go leaping so happily into the, do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? I say Caribbean. In your yellow cummerbund that, that yeah. now sits here in this studio. Yeah, that not only taught me a lesson of, of you know, you can, you can stay, you know, kind of do what you want to do, but also like that picture of me looking like a hard boiled egg uh, made me, you know, change up kind of how I live my life and. For the better. That's right. For the better. That's what spurred the... Uh, God, I didn't think loss. anything of it. Yeah. What are you weighing in at now? Uh, so I did like a weigh-in after the prominent winter holiday season, because I you know you. that's when you kind of, you know, a lot of Chinese food, a lot of... Uh, Asian-American. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a lot of uh, booze, you know, that's a lot of time. And I was like nervous. I was like, oh boy, did I gain a bunch back? Because I was still working out daily, but like not as hard as I once was, Mm-mm. eating not as good as I usually do when I'm in my routine. And I weighed in at like 182, and that was a huge relief to me. I was like, oh, that's if I can be in that 175 to 180 region, and I only gained like a pound and a half during that time, yeah. three-week period. Well, that's, yeah. Totally fine with no, that. No, yeah. 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 I, and then, I ate like a gluttonous boy. Yeah. A lot of feasts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adriana's was hit. Somebody asked about the sandwich tour. Adriana's gramophone. 
Uh, went to the shack a few times. Chris's pancakes. Oh, I have a couple plate, times. I have a sandwich place for you that I will not say on the air. Wow. I will only say off the air because this place doesn't have a line ever, even at noon on a weekday or on a Friday or Saturday. And the sandwiches are outstanding. No one ever talks about it because they don't think of this place as a sandwich place. I will not reveal it on here. I also have an ice cream place the same way that I don't talk about. Wow. Because I don't want the lines to get crazy. Uh, that's the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with the uh, with secret the, route. The secret LA. route. God, that, that, that's the uh, the sushi restaurant episode, too. So fucking funny. Just outstanding. Curb so, Your Enthusiasm returns in back. February. That's so Last huge. season. So let's see. My last day before prominent winter holiday break was Wednesday, December 13th. Is that right? No, no that's way. been the week after. The 20th. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Jesus. Uh, 155.6. And I weighed in this morning at 157. All yeah. right, 1.4. I weighed in yesterday, and it was 179. So we're back to So you're good with it. Business but what usual. were you weighing when I was saying to my wife and Lisa Ann, I got to have a talk with Jackson? 203. Wow. Yep. Yep, brutal. So I see, uh, I don't think, he, I don't know, maybe I won't use the name. I don't know. Not on our show. Great guy. Same kind of stature as sure. me. And he was in the break room when we were in a break in TMA today. And I said, oh, you're making a, a food run for the uh, for the show. And he goes, no, this is my breakfast. I go, God bless. I said, I bet we weigh right around the same. And he goes, no. He goes, look at this. And then he goes, I put on some weight. I got to get my ass back in shape. And this person who I thought weighed about the same as me, weighed about 15 pounds more than me. So I just, I don't have a gauge on this shit. Yeah. I just assume if you're my height, you weigh like 160, unless you're like, it's so clear that it's like, it's off. And, right. You know, you're, you're just said, okay, fuck it. Some people. I'm going to let her ride me. And if she can find my cock, great. If not, get out the Hitachi. You know? <laughs> that whole <laughs> sentiment right there might be the title of the podcast for all I know. Uh, but some people, like, when they gain weight, they, like, gain it, like... It kind of spreads out throughout their body. Like for me, the biggest thing I yeah. do is losing my face. Oh, that's a tough one. It sucks. So, like I'd almost rather be in the gut. You know, you yeah, kind yeah, of hide that, that. Is tough. face. You can't really hide, and I because I can't grow a beard and I can't grow a strategic beard. So uh, it was more in my face. So that's where I noticed it, and that's why I'm like most happy about the as on as just being healthier. Let me ask you this: mm. this lass who you're making a conscious effort to not talk about on the show, which I totally respect and think you're doing the right thing, but I'm still going to bring it up on this show. Yeah. Do you think you would have been able to get her in the, what is known as the yellow diaper era? Yeah. 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 Probably not like, it's not like a shot or anything. It's just like, yeah, I think this person, uh, is a quality human being. And I think, uh, she wouldn't be a superficial but that's not fair either because you got to kind of be sexually attracted to somebody. But I don't think I would like I, – I, I didn't get handsomer. I guess the hair has gotten better. Yeah. But uh, – so I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. That probably wouldn't have been the case. I am t- – and again, I'm, I'm alarmed. I, I, I know I say it a lot, but I'm surprised by my investment in your relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you might marry this girl. Wow. For real. I haven't met her, so I really want to meet her. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like a – like I'm like your sorority <laughs> sister, and we're you know going to you know double D's and doing karaoke. You know, I hear so and so, but for whatever reason, I really number one, I'm happy for you, but number two, I'm like you. I think you're the smitten kitten, mm-hmm. and so I'm like I want to want to get a yeah, and it's not because I want to like only see if I don't <laughs> fucking care one way or the other, but I'm just like let me get because you know me and my my reads on people. That's right. I've got, and it's not, it's not infallible, but it's, I, I'd like to think that it's, it's operating at a good percentage of success. 
And I would think, I bet she's a wonderful person if she you're is. the smitten kitten. She is. She really is. She's really, really cool. And uh, I'm very happy, and I appreciate your investment into it. And are, you, are you privately, internally right now going, what the fuck's the deal with this guy asking about my girlfriend all the time? No. No, man. Shit. I mean, I think uh, I think it's cool, you know? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the fun part of this job is you kind of like, get to talk about shit that goes on in your life. So. Yeah. Like, we all knew the Plowhawk was getting engaged on December 23rd. Yep. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see Pictures how it yeah. how it winds up Me too, playing man. out. So yeah. My parents were so fired up when yeah. the Plowhawk got oh, Yeah, and my wife's like, oh, I got to text Madison. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so there is this little thing yeah. that, yeah. and it's, you know, it's really rather boring, contrary <laughs> to, like, whatever bullshit people may want to attack. It's just five dumb shits go, like, I can't believe we do this for a job. We're lucky. <laughs> You know, and we get along, so, you know, but it's not like I'm, you know, let me make sure I send a Christmas card to Darren, you know, it's not that, it's just like, it's an organic, Which is better, man, because I, I, oh, yeah, if it's phony, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. real appreciation. Uh, let me see what else we got in here, the show after yours, Anthony Marino. I got to go back on this Anthony because I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's the one who said the two Poindexter show. So a two and a half point. Okay, so that's a shot. So he's taking a shot at BK and Ferrario. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, I'd never heard TMA called Poindexter show. I was going to say nothing under the TMA umbrella. I don't think it ever. I mean, I guess Pepper and Jeannie could be described as the two Poindexter show. I only called it Muff Diver Hour. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know, wonderful. <laughs> uh, let me see yes, what yes. else we got. <laughs> Tim, bring back the Trib City shirts. They're probably still there at tmastlshop.com, I would think. I'd imagine. Or we can just send the design over. I the need to wear that in. Or... I don't know if I have one, though. I need to wear that in Trib City. Trib City. God, it's so great. <laughs> um, I want a dog's hat for fuck's sake. That's from Mr. Smith. That is one of my favorite hats to wear. Am I wearing the hat today? I'm wearing the Navy uh, and Gold Cardinal All-Star cap from the San Diego All-Star Game 2018. Yeah, you got like every color of the STL Cardinal cap. Yeah, and it, it, it I don't know. I mean, the, the, the blue and white one is St. Louis U High's hat. Right. And I guess St. Louis University wears that as well. So that's why I have that. That was sent to me by the great Dick Wayner, my favorite person from St. Louis U High. You know Dick Wayner. No, oh, because I he came in for a sound story. And was my one of my favorite sound stories to be he's behind just, the board at. He's just, you know, if you ask me what I would want for my two boys, I don't give a damn how much money they make. I don't give a damn what they do. If they, at whatever age, I call him Mr. Wayner still, mm. if they are that person, then I will have felt like my wife and I did a good job raising him. That is how I view him. Yeah, he is. That, he was world class. And when he tells me now that the students at St. Louis U High view my brother in the way that we viewed him, because he awesome. hears all these comments like, oh, my God, that makes me so, like, proud of my brother. Yeah. Fuck whatever business stuff he's got going on. I don't know what he's got going on. I don't see his fucking returns. I don't care. Right. But that he's, you know, respected the way people respect Dick Wayner, who was the athletic director at St. Louis U High for decades, oh my God! I mean, that's he's just the greatest. I'm glad that he resonated with you. Like oh that. yeah, he was, and I had I, I had buddies at St. Louis U High who spoke. Oh, is that to right? The highest esteem. Oh, he's just he's everyone was just saying he's like the best. Yeah. Um, I want a dog's hat for fuck's sake. Yeah, I love that dog's hat. I do love that was a gangster Pete design. It was kind of takeoff on the Clark Griswold Christmas Vacation Chicago Bears. Yeah, that kind of '80s style. Yes, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. We just need an embroidery. I need to do because that's that's Inside STL's only source of revenue. It's Inside STL, and so I just floated, even though I don't know 100 of it. I'm not going to hit up the partners for a cash call. You know, I know that that's some people get the reference. It's not a joke. It's it's how it works. If a business doesn't have cash coming in, so I'm just. But there's no expenses really either. Yeah, I got to pay an accountant for the return, and I got to pay you know 
whatever. There's some expense, and it costs me money for inside. But inside STL owns the intellectual property of these shows. Yeah. So I got to keep the thing going, right. so I keep it going. It's only source of revenue is the merch, yep. but we don't really push the merch. Yeah. So therefore, it's kind of like I'm spending time on something that doesn't really make us money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be spending time on things that don't make me money or that I don't necessarily enjoy. And I'm not a designer. I don't know how to do it. Right. The great Peter Rep, the reason I got to meet him and then eventually hired him for Sound Stories because I could tell he had some ambition. And when he said he was going to do something, he did it. I said I was looking for, I need the Sound Story Jackson Burkett. That's what I told people. Mm-hmm. And I found him. Yeah, Peter's awesome. Peter's a great guy. But I, we need an embroiderer for right. hats. Right. You can't just do print like you do with yeah, T-shirts. Yeah. So that's the reason why that stuff's not out there, even though I know people would buy TMA hats. I don't know. I gotta fig- I do need to figure that out. Is Jackson receiving hair treatment or just conducting a comb-over? 100% hair treatment. No yeah. question about it. Yep. No comb-over here. Uh, is the difference between success slash growth and stagnation truly just time and effort slash interest? The majority of folks choose a Bud Light over trying to learn. Wow. All of a sudden, after like Muff Diver Hour, we got yeah. hit with. Wow. That's the thing about the YouTube chat. That's why I felt bad about ignoring it uh, yesterday. Let me reread that. That's from McShamus. Is the difference between success slash growth and stagnation truly just time and effort slash interest? The majority of folks choose a Bud Light over trying to learn. Okay. I like the question. Uh, I'm going to disagree with the premise because I think a great deal of success, that which is perceived success, so I assume we're talking about financial, oftentimes this has to do with timing and luck. Luck is such a big part, and time, you're right on timing, but luck it really, is... It really is. Now, there are some things you can control, yeah. and I talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago when we were just doing one a week when somebody asked about entrepreneur and some opportunity that was presented to them, and I just am so adamant, and I really feel like I've learned it even more so, to surround yourself with good people. And even if you're kind of like, oh, but he's, he's okay, but yeah, he's, you got to get him out. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Sorry. My responsibility is, is my family. And if you're a problem and or you bring very little to the table financially or from, in our case, a content stamp, whatever it is, and then you got more downside, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. You did it. So fuck off. That's just the way it's got to be. And I, and that's when it gets all said and done. It's like I'm talking about when I talk about uh, a financial advisor. James Carlton is my insurance guy. Yeah, it, it's an awkward conversation. Anytime you got to, you know, end somebody in your relationship with them, breaking up with a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever you got going on, divorcing somebody, firing a financial advisor, insurance agent, whomever, firing somebody in general. But... I think you become actually a better person when you're comfortable having those conversations because it will better your situation. If you're just holding on to somebody in your life because you are so scared or uncomfortable with having that conversation, then you're hurting your own life. And I think it probably sounds very obvious, but I'm sure plenty of people are listening to this right now going, you know, I got that going on right now, or I had that going on. I mean, especially I feel like the sweet spot for relationships that drag on are your 20s. Maybe college, early 20s, late teens, yeah. where you're just like, fuck, I don't want to break up with her. But the thing that can really mess up your life is the, and I'm telling you, and I mean, I mean this in a major way because I feel like guys do this. Guys, this isn't a girl's thing. Guys do this. <sighs> I either got to propose or break up with her. 
it's easier to propose. Mm. I, I am adamant that that goes on. And I bet there's some people who are either listening now or who will go back and podcast this and will be like, I did that. And holy shit. And now we have a few kids and I'm fucked. Yeah. And this is what I got. And you might be like, okay, I'm going to go fuck the barmaid down the street. And then now, you, now you've got, now you got all hell breaking loose. Yeah. You know, holy shit. So, yeah, I, I, I so I'm, I'm adamant on surrounding yourself with good people, not letting problems into the room. I think that is probably, along with just the talent of the people on the show and also kind of being like, fuck it, we're going to say this and we don't care mm -hmm. why TMA has existed for 20 years because we really have batted, you know, close to a thousand as far as that kind of, you know, person associated with the show and keeping the negative out. That's huge. And then you see them, then you apply it to business and just in general. Um, and I, I know in this, the very same podcast talked about, a, a, so I had somebody who wanted to put a bunch of money into a business and I was just like, mm, I don't think this is the right foot. And so I'm running away from money, which is just not something. And I say this sincerely. And I, again, I didn't, it's not like I grew up in poverty, but I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up around where you went to high school. Not that you grew up. That's just, and, and most people don't. And I don't hate on them if they were lucky enough that they did. But to be running away from money right. is something that, it, you know, when I'm like bussing tables at Pietro's, I would have never thought I would be doing, but that's what I was doing. But because the greater principle is not the actual capital, as in the principle, but the principle is the fundamental of we will be better off if we have a better group of people for this business at the outset as opposed to, oh, fuck it, this guy's willing to invest, think he's going to be a problem, but fuck it, we need the money. No, I'm going to say no to the money and focus on building around what I believe to be quality people and keeping shit out of the room. So, and by shit I mean potential problems, not necessarily calling somebody shit. Uh, is the difference between success, growth, and stagnation truly just time and effort? And now I don't, I don't, I think that's also a misnomer because if somebody hasn't quote unquote done well, whatever your definition of well is, I don't think that's a lack of effort or interest. I think, I think so much also with regard to TMA just happened to be the timing of the way my life worked out and that I was in a position where I could take risk because if I were in the spot that I am now with a wife and two children, young children, in 2013 when the man and woman thing came along, I don't know what we would have done. Show probably would have broken up, not because we wouldn't have gotten along or we weren't getting along, because I probably would have had to take a job. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't have, my, when I was talking about my texting with my brother Kevin, uh, and I was asking about a couple of different things, and he goes, yeah, I wonder if he'd be cool with me talking about this. But he essentially did what I did with his home for one of the moves he made, which means he put it up. And I did the same thing for the 920 deal and didn't even think twice about it. Didn't even think twice about it. I mean, holy fuck, that's so irresponsible. Right. So I did something that worked out, but I played the hand the wrong way. Right. But you wouldn't have even thought about playing the hand had you been in the situation you're in no. now with your family. Never. Right. Never. Never, never, never. Right. So... It worked out for me. I did the wrong thing. I made the wrong play. It's like getting in your money, getting in your money, getting your money in bad in poker, which is why I like I know Joel Embiid has popularized trust the process. But I was I was aware of the quote unquote process right. and not being results oriented from poker. It's one of the only things I got out of that. 
uh, poker shit, uh, is okay. If I got my money in good and then I lose, okay, it sucks, but whatever. You know, that's, that's all you can ask. You can't control what comes out. But did you make the right reads? Did you do the right math? And did you get it in good? And then if the cards held up, you win, and God bless. And if they don't, at least I got it in good. If I get out playing, I go, oh, my God, he turns over his car. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't see that coming. Right. Well, then fuck me. Even if I wind up winning the hand, I'm like, oh, I must have done something wrong. So I don't think, I don't think it's that, I, not only don't think, I know it's not that simple. I made some mistakes, and I, it worked out. But I, I, I think it's, it's oftentimes, I think, yeah, if you look at somebody who's overweight, for example, there's a good chance they overeat mm-hmm. and they may not take care of themselves. But there's also just conditions people are born with yep. that can lead to that. And if you even want to take the biochemical out of the conversation, you know, I'm in a position where I could work out and you're in a position where you could work out. But let's say we were single fathers and we had to work two jobs and go home to three kids. Probably not getting in a good workout at Lifetime. Nope. You know? Nope. And so I remember saying that to my wife like a month into our firstborn. And I go, can you imagine a single mother who has three kids and barely making, fuck, I don't know, $30,000 a year? Right. You know, and so she's overweight. Well, I would imagine she is because if she were up at the gym getting everything tight while, you know, I mean, then I'd go, well, what the fuck's she doing? Even though it's none of my business anyway. Not to mention health food stores probably aren't. The yeah, they're, the they're, they're, that's the thing. Yeah. So I just, but again, this is one of the things that, that comes with, because in, in my 20s, now here you are in your 20s, but in my 20s, I'd be like, that's fat ass. Now I wouldn't say it, but I'd be like, that's fat, you know. So you just kind of understand, and I guess it's having empathy. I don't know what it is. I, it happens, you say you have empathy. It's like, you look at me, you're virtue signaling. But it's just you just learn over time that when it gets down to it, most people, no matter what their politics, their religion, their race, their sexual orientation, whatever the fuck it is that people use to divide, most people, and I mean 98-plus percent, are good people just trying to take care of their families when it's all said and done, and, and that's it. And they just view how to get home in the road they take differently than perhaps I do. Yep. And therefore, I don't sit there and go, well, you're fucking wrong. Because who knows? I might be fucking wrong. Yep. All I know is things have worked out for me. And yeah, I guess I've worked hard. But I could have blown up, man. I could have blown up. In those first few months of 920, holy shit, I was blowing up. And it had nothing to do with Albert Pools. It had to do with the fact that we weren't selling enough advertising and... It cost me six figures a month to run it, and we were probably bringing in like I don't know sixty, seventy thousand in in revenue. So I was upside down. Fuck that, and and I put and I put my house up, yeah. and I didn't even I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, oh, you know, Bert, of course, as he should. You'll guarantee your house. Yeah, you know, I'll guarantee my house. What the fuck? I mean, I'm 37 years old when I'm doing that too. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say here to a very good question by McShamus is. A lot of people who you view as successful may have luck boxed their way into it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of hard work also, but I just want to present with my own autobiograph- uh, autobiographical element of it of somebody who, from my standpoint, made mistakes and, and still was able to get through them. But that speaks to surrounding yourself with good people and talented people. That's, that's what I would say is an important thing. Uh, what kind of tickets can I win for insulting Jackson in this chat? That's from Boot Heel Jason. Jackson, you giving away any tickets here? No. Nope. Get nothing. Uh, like it. <laughs> great news. Thanks for the update, Tim. Do you, man? I'm also looking to move to St. Pete. I assume that's like St. Petersburg. I would assume. Nothing against St. Peter, Missouri. No, no. 
God, though. Uh, and I can't tell you how much hate people have about it, saying, oh, you shouldn't. It's all their selfish interests. That's from Callus Coitus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. It's, uh, it's something that I suppose I'm prepared for. At the same time, I feel like it's a coin flip whether or not we move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I hear that. Um, but if I do, I expect there will be yeah. hatred. But if, like, you were to move... Let's say you're your friend of the feather right now. Yeah. Got a job. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, or you guys have been together six months and she's moving somewhere. And you, you say, hey, man, I got to go. I got to go see about a girl, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Yeah. I'd be like, I mean, I would hate it because you will not be easy to reply. I don't think we can replace you, actually, as I play the hand out for one second. But God, I'd be happy for you. Appreciate that, man. That's but, cool. I mean, but I mean, w- wouldn't it be odd if I wasn't? Yeah, I think, yes, yes, definitively yes, yes. Yeah. But, like, whenever, like, one of my buddies move, you know, leave St. Louis, it's not like I'm, like, mad at them, like, that they're making this decision. I'm very much happy for them because they're doing it almost always, actually always, for the better, betterment of their life. I'm just sad that I'm losing my buddy. You know, right. that, that's, that's, that's all, like, that is. So I think sometimes people don't want to, like, be that vulnerable and say, like, hey, like, I'm really going to miss you. So they're like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't move there because of this, that, or the other thing. When honestly, like, the only reason I'm ever upset that a person leaves is because I miss, right. miss hanging out with them. Right, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't care, it probably, tells you, it probably tells you something. Right. Uh, life is anal should be the new title of QFTA, Daddy life, Be Cooking. Life is anal. I have an MBA, hasn't gotten me shit. That's from Alexander <laughs> Colton. This guy. Jackson, would you move out of St. Louis if the show could be done fully remote? Wow, Hunchback of On Castle coming at you with it. I mean, I don't think... That alone would make me like, oh, now I now I will move. Like, if the opportunity came about where I could move and it would be better and still do the show, then yeah, lovely. like no laying up, for example, is a podcast. I they're they're really into the LPGA. I don't know what that's about, but whatever, good for them. Sure. It's it's I don't have fuck. Why are they talking LPGA? I just don't listen to the podcast. But right. whatever, I understand. Uh, but and I'll watch it oftentimes. And they're all remote. Yeah. They're all in, like, different windows on the—that's the, it, just that's the way things are. It's yeah. just, you know, it's— Taking advantage of technology. So, yeah. I, we just—we could. We, you and I could be doing the show, and you could live in L.A., and I can live in Florida, and yep. it just—it yep. wouldn't matter. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I—and I don't—I don't, I don't, like, I don't think people in the no-laying-up audience are like, the fuck aren't you guys in, right. you know, right. wherever. But they also aren't—you know, they didn't start— you know, for that was a local show initially, right, right. but right, this thing, I mean, we've done it remotely, I've done it remotely, Doug did it remotely when he was dealing with overcoming his medical issue in 2021, mm-hmm. was it 2021? Uh, and I just, I mean, as, as the host of the show, I can tell you, it just didn't, I mean, Lisa Ann, holy shit, that was the thing that probably opened my eye the most. Yeah. Right. I'm like, holy shit, this is there. Yeah, not to mention it's like the technology makes it sound like you literally right. are in the it room. It used to be a delay, even when I first did it in 2018. Oh, really? So not that long ago. It wasn't necessarily a delay because I was hardwired in. Mm-hmm. Uh, same house I was in in 2021, too. Yeah. And it, it was better in 2021. And now it's 2024, and it's like I know it's even better. And then you can do it with video. Yeah. You can do it with video. I was doing a show in 2018, and Derek Gould was a regular on it. And Dan McLaughlin was a regular on it. And I was using these cameras. They were called Mevos. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, I mean, they were on tripod. It was it was such a motherfucker to yeah. set it up. That's what we use when we go on remote. We use Mevo. Okay, but they're the newest version of they're the size. So of McLaughlin had come over to my place, or Derek had come over to my place, and I'd be like, okay, now I'll set them up, and I'd be like, okay, I got to make sure that we're in the shot, and you know, I guess at the time my older son wasn't mobile. But, like, if somebody walked by, they could knock them off. Oh, you know, yeah. it was such a pain in the end to just think that wasn't that long ago. And now you have this ability. That yeah. That's such a a great thing. I really, I mean, I, this is somewhat of an aside. But what John Seymour, he deserves all of the credit for the guests we had for the first couple of years of this podcast. It is such a shame that we were not in a spot where we were able to do what most podcasts do now, most podcasts with some semblance of revenue are able to do now, which is broadcast on YouTube and then put clips up on social media because the interviews, not because of me, but because of the guests were so good. And these guys and ladies came into studio, came in a studio. Like, you know, Joe Buck, who's obviously a part of Sound Story and is somebody I communicate regularly with because of that. And I said, hey, you know, and he hasn't been on the podcast in a couple of years said, hey, you want to do the podcast? He'll do it. Mm-hmm. But there's no fucking way, even though he lives like eight minutes from here, <laughs> there's no fucking way he would drive to Hubbard. Right, because that technology is sitting yeah, right in front of He's going to sit in his office at home, right. and, do, and it'll be the same backdrop anytime he does any other podcast. Right. And, he, and if I said, hey, can you come to the studio? I think he'd kind of be like, well, what the? <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Right. And I mean, if there's it, no delay, like why? What, why would it matter? It's just, it's just changed. And so sometimes things change for the worse, and sometimes things change for the better. And I think in this case, it's for the better. Uh, let's see what we got here. I am, in fact, offended Burke, I guess, starred in Bighorn Buckets Part 2. That's from Noah WK. Okay. Yep. Uh, what a gatekeeper of sandwiches. That's from White Boy's Sticky F- Stinky Finger. Oh, I know who Noah WK is. Sorry. Apologies, So this brother. is a Ledoux guy? Yeah, good dude, too. Real good dude. Uh, LMAO, get out the Hitachi, Manchild79. See, I'm behind on the comments. These are things I said like 20 minutes ago. My wife has both the plug and non-plug Hitachi. That's from Mr. Smith. Let me tell you something. <laughs> There's nothing I enjoy more than when some ridiculous thing comes in and then Tim tells me, well, let me tell you something. I have had significant others and I don't go, this was a violation of my manhood because I couldn't please you. I thought it was fucking hot where I would come home and I would hear that buzzing like a little hummingbird (laughs) and I would have an immediate soft cow and it's the hottest fucking thing. And one of them used to watch uh, girl, girl, in order to get there. I, you better believe it, brother. <laughs> and I wasn't like, hold on a second. She's a lesbian masturbating. You know, she's going to hell. Or whatever. This is an offense. I'm like, I might be beating off outside the door soon. That's what I was thinking. So tip of the cap to you, Mr. Smith. What a nice win for you. The thing, I don't know what the, pl- this, is the plug like a butt plug? I would assume. I would assume. I, I told you that story that. about that girl in Columbia who wore a butt plug to the bar every night. That can we give her an award at the Milagro Tequila Year End Awards? Obvious listener, yeah. God Almighty, yeah. Nuts. Tell me the story again, because some of our sure. listeners are new. Especially, it seems like some one hundred and one folk are now in this. Yeah, thing. I love regalia. Yeah, I really want to hear this. So I had a buddy in college, sweet, sweet Kai. No, I don't think it's anybody I've ever mentioned. No, none of my buddies who I've mentioned. Frog Dad, no. Uh, a buddy who, uh, after one night at the bar, probably Fieldhouse, but I just can't remember. Uh, Met a, met a girl, lovely girl, and they went home, went to her apartment, and they got home, 
and uh, you know things got hot and heavy. Right, right. And she pulled out, not put in, but pulled out a butt plug. And he questioned. He said, "When did you put that in?" You know, I've been here, and we've just now got undressed. Yeah. And she said, "Oh no! Every time I go out to the bar, I have it in." Oh my God! I really like that. Yeah, yeah. And he said the experience. Uh, oh, I bet she was could. outstanding. I just really, I'm really bullish on hip movement. <laughs> I just think it's so critical. Uh, and I know all of our listeners are having incredibly wonderful sex. And if you want to share your thoughts in the in the YouTube chat, and I know probably most of the people in the YouTube chat are women, so you can you can expound on that. And that's what I told you about. You said, why are you more on board with Ella Reese than Sky Bree? Oh, yeah, 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 right. I do remember that. So if you were just looking at the two, we had two pictures of those wonderful performers. I could see how you could make a case for Sky Bree. But when I've seen Sky Bree's work, it seems more performative. Mm-hmm. When Ella gets going, I'm telling you, I don't know. And I would do my best. I really would. I don't know if I could last two minutes with her. There may be certain positions which are more advantageous for me to cover the over. Okay. But there are certain ones. And I'm just like, she's, she, she's got me convinced anyway. Yeah. That's the she's key. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, that's the key to performance, man. That she is, she's enjoying it. And therefore, I choose Ella Reese over Sky Bree. That's fair. And why do I say that? Why? Hip movement. Okay. Here, yeah. for those of you watching on the, the 37 of you watching on YouTube right now. I've seen this move before. See that? You see what I'm doing with my right fist? Because my, my hands are so tiny. I have pincers. Tiny. 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 I can barely, I need, I, need, I need two hands to lift up this yeah. tiny little phone. Where's my key grip so we can zoom in? Right. Here, take a look right there. That. I don't know how many, I think... Can all women do it? Probably some gentlemen, some wonderful bottoms could probably make that move. Mm-hmm. But how many women are in, in the bottoms are actually performing that move? I don't know. I don't know. But if they can, game changer. Mm. If they can, game changer. Like that. And I haven't been with a lot of women in my life. I don't have the numbers or the quality that Ken Strode does. I just don't. It's not <laughs> who I am. No. But when you have somebody who knows how to... I mean, forget about it. And I don't feel like it gets enough attention. People talk, hips don't lie and Shakira. And everybody's talking about how great that is (laughs) because it's so current. (laughs) Because you were seven when it came out. Nope, still have a t-shirt, though. You do. That's right. What a treat that was when you brought that into the 101 Studios. But it doesn't get enough attention. Mm. I mean, I've been with some strippers and porn stars, for that matter, and they weren't weren't doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, God, if anybody's going to be doing that. Right. I mean, let's go here. Right, right. Yeah, it's like playing the one-on-one with an NBA player and they got a shitty jumper. Right. What are we doing? Right. So, in this case, and I don't, I, I don't know how you can have that conversation. I, I mean, what do you say? You just do the hand movement. I think so. Hey, can you make sure in this position, in this position, that we're doing a little, a little something there? Right. Yeah. And if you got it or you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Some of you poor motherfuckers don't know what I'm talking about, but I know... But if you know, it is the proverbial, if you know, you know. Yeah. Ella's got it. Ella's got it. Abigail's got it. Mm. Skybree doesn't have it. That's why your your proclivity is for those two. Because I buy in. Right. Now, they could just be fucking with me. Sure. But it doesn't matter. But I buy in. And then there's some who don't have their looks when I go, God, 
bless America, look what's doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. at this. I don't need to let's keep the face out of the shot. But my God, what are we doing here? How do you even you double jointed? Uh, let's see what I got. Uh, chicks in the LS, Mr. Smith said. I would agree I've been grinded on by some real pros. And then he has a little uh, horny devil emoji. It's getting hot in the YouTube chat. Yeah. Let me scroll back. Let me apologize up. again to Noah WK. It's a real it's one of my good dudes and apologize. Is that his name? Uh yeah, I just I, I wasn't thinking as as I have another buddy named Noah as well, and I was like, but apologies. Good dude. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Tim just described my life, LOL. I don't know what that is. That's the problem. I'm behind on the YouTube chat, so people are saying things, and I don't recall what I said. Uh, Carlos Spicy Winter says, Dick Wainer, the American dream. I mean, he's just, he's just the, he's the greatest. For real. Yeah. Like, I remember when my firstborn son was born, I and uh, and I said, I, and, I, and I felt this way. Now, this was pre, like, Plowhawk's furloughs and firing, so he was a happier gentleman because my son was born in 2017. And I said, honestly, if my son is as happy and content as, as the Plowboy is, I'll be happy. Yeah. I almost don't want my son to have, like, the drive I have yeah. because I know it can lead to, like, you torture yourself. And that was fucking seven years ago now. Right. You know? So... Dick Wayner, I remember in that, and you were in there, so I can say this, because I didn't have like, goals of, you know, this kind of dollar figure, this kind of life, whatever. I just wanted to, you know, raise my family and, and teach and yeah. coach. And I'm just like, God, it's just so, and it, 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 isn't bull, it isn't a guy going, oh, it didn't work out. No, he did everything he wanted to do, and he treated people so well and so smartly and kindly that now he leaves this legacy, even though he's still with us, but he leaves a legacy where people go, oh, my God, this guy is wonderful he's a mentor he's just first class i can't say enough good things about it's such a testament to how big of an impact a really quality educator can have yeah on people on on in your youth especially in high school very formative years not to discount elementary or middle school teachers because they can absolutely probably more subconsciously have such a, a positive effect but to have someone like that in high school such a quality educator and make a big impact on your life. You'll never ever forget that person. It's so important. That's why I always, I always stress like education is so important because you know outside of your parents, the most important adults in your life are the people who teach you at school. And if you have someone who's really, really quality, not just from like a teaching perspective, but from a human perspective, massive impact. Yeah, on you. Massive, it really is. That's massive. that's uh, you, you're you're speaking the truth there. Yeah, it does. It truly does. I still I still can think of teachers. Yeah that I can go back to St. Gabriel's with, actually, but certainly St. Louis U High. And this is nothing against Missouri. I think I think the general education, Missouri Journalism School definitely right, had yeah, some. But your, like, prerequisite courses, you're not going right, to have yeah, the same connection. Like TAs, you know. Right. But whatever, it's, it is what it is. But, uh, yes, you're exactly right. That, that that's, they, they become like another parent. Yeah, absolutely. Real. And especially with kids who, you know, may not have the best home life, that's, that, that person can be a savior. Uh, McShamus is back. He's the one who had the poignant question. Appreciate the thoughtful response to the question. Too often I feel guilty having a drink, for example, when I feel like I should be exercising or reading up on a new way to grind a revenue stream. That's from McShamus. Well, I hate to hear that. I really do. I, but I, but, and I, I hate to hear it because I feel like I live it or lived it. Uh, truly what keeps me from drinking, not that I don't drink, but that I don't get like fucked up is that I got to get up. And yeah, anybody right. who's a parent knows the program. It's not like you get the day off from the kids. Right. So you don't want to be feeling absolutely awful when you have young kids. I would imagine in 
fuck, I don't know, for me, uh, maybe eight years or so, I might be able to start, you know, enjoying it a little bit more when they're more self-sufficient. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think this is a topic I could really, like, get into because I feel like, in a way, I live it. In other words, I feel like I've read something recently that speaks to this, that the American dream oftentimes leads to a dream of the future but a nightmare in the present and that is whatever you have is not good enough and therefore you're always thinking about the next thing and you're not present with what you're experiencing now so if you're super driven then you're not going to enjoy the goal that you strived for when you were working toward that years ago yeah for example and I realize if you hate me, you'll go, oh, fucking narcissist to brag. It's not. If you would have told me when I was caddying, because I remember caddying at Old Larson, which was so fucking random, because I didn't really play golf. I didn't know much about golf. I just knew my buddies did it and they raved about it. And so I did it for like eight weeks, maybe in 98. So I'm almost 22 at the time. And I remember seeing Joe Buck and going, God, what he's doing, which I realized, like, it's Joe Buck, but I mean, I didn't view him like as the, now he's a Bob Costas, Al Michaels guy, because at the time he wasn't. I mean, he was calling the World Series, but, you know, it's he'd only maybe done one or two at two at that time. So anyway, I'm like, okay, he rolls up, plays golf, and then drives to Bush Stadium. <laughs> Is there a better life? And that, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And in my mind, I wanted to call Cardinal games. That's truly what I wanted. That's why I was pursuing what I was pursuing, which was a misguided uh, major choice. I should have majored in communications if that's what I wanted to do. But either way, that's what I wanted. And if you would have told me in 1998, okay, here's what it is. Here's what you'll be doing. You won't be calling Cardinal games. We'll be doing this. And kind of, in a way, I got it. It's almost like the inverse, though, and I kind of would prefer it because I don't really want to be on the road at this point with my family being not that they're pursuing me to call games. But, yeah, this is actually better because I do the thing in the morning. It would have fucked me up that I'd be happy to get up at 5 in the morning if you would have told me that in 98. But, um, yeah, I mean, but yet here I am, almost every other podcast, talking about working on something else. You see what I'm saying? No, I hear you. So there isn't like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a quarter of a century to to and also having the, like knowing how it was not necessarily easy to get it going, but really to to keep it going. There should be more appreciation, and yet it's always what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And so when somebody writes what McShamus did there, I hate to hear it because I'm like that's your what you're saying is is what I live, and I know that's not real. Pleasant. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to portray my life as like this kind of like I go home and sit in darkness, you know, yeah, with a right, right. glass of scotch. But I, but it's just like I should be enjoying. I think people on the outside looking at why aren't you more like I'd love to be in your spot, I think, I, I suppose. You know, and I'm not saying that like look at how I'm saying like I'm saying this is a flaw. Right. And the fact that I'm not more not necessarily appreciative because I don't think I was necessarily given things, but like what we've been able, what we got here. Yeah. Like what Ed Herman, here's Ed Herman, who I would imagine is sitting on a bunch of money. I would guess. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Uh, he goes, what a great thing you guys get to do. You come here and laugh and people actually care what you have to say. He goes, that's a great thing. I mean, I'm going, yeah, you know, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for giving me that perspective. And you sometimes do it. Doug doesn't give perspective like how great it is, but he says his perspective is, yeah, who, can, who fucking cares? Yeah. Whatever. 
And I think I honestly think that's actually a healthy perspective. Not that you don't care and therefore then you don't work because mm-hmm. you can count on Doug. Doug has actually offered to do more. Yeah. Um, but through the lens, okay, so we're dealing with yeah. Don't care about like the little shit. Yeah, who fucking care. That's why anytime like you know, if Iggy goes off on like a fan page poster or something or some to tweet, Doug just goes block him because <laughs> his mind is like. Fuck, this could be rectified. Like, yeah, in, in it's just an like instant. fucking care. Like, what does it matter? Right. Like, what does it matter? And then I go, yeah, but then when you block somebody, and then they like start, you know, they come up with a new account, and then they make and then threats and shit. But and he's like, okay, then you block that one. Like, he's <laughs> just like, he doesn't care. Yeah, it's a and vicious cycle. Like, and that's why I sit there. And when people are like, well, why won't you like correct Doug on his politics? And I'm like, because I respect him, and I wouldn't want somebody correcting me. Like, what if Doug? How about this? What if Doug started quote correcting me? I would have gone, fuck off, dude, you know? Who are you? And if I'm Doug, that's what he would have thought if I were doing it. So why would I do that? So to me, it was like, it was so easy. And why the, by the way, why am I the fucking politics police? Yell at somebody else on the show. Fuck off. Anyway, McShamus, I like you and I feel badly for you on this thing. But but you shouldn't feel badly about it. Right. Like I think what you were kind of mentioning right there is like an example of the, the lines kind of being blurred between being present and resting on your laurels. You know, because I think, that's nice. I, I think there are moments where it's like nice to be present and like think about things in perspective of like what you wanted when you were caddying at Old Warson in 98, like and have those moments of, of gratitude and like, you know, being happy for what you've accomplished and where you're at in life. But also not doing that too much or, you know, having that be an excess to a point where now you are to an extent too comfortable and resting on your laurels, always driving to have more, but having moments of presence, having moments where you're just like, man, this is, you know, things could be a lot worse, kind of. I can't remember. I know I've, I've made reference to it, and then I just saw something. I think this was a TikTok thing, so God knows what the fuck it was. Motivation? No, no, it wasn't <laughs> one of those guys yelling at you who's you know, been working out all day. Uh, it, <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, somebody saying, you know, fuck being content you know, and started rattling off people who certainly changed the world. I know Jimi Hendrix is one of them. I don't know if you've seen this. Mm-mm. And maybe I saw it on a show and I'm attributing it to TikTok. You know, they were all tortured yeah. souls yeah, and their ambition and whatever lack of satisfaction created the music he created, created the policy he created, created the space travel, the tech. He listed all these people. Hendrix is just the one that stands out to me. Somebody might know what I'm talking about here. Uh, and I do. I, I think there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, as I often say, with regards to like a Tiger Woods, or if there is a kid right now, whatever age you would want to consider a kid, who is in St. Louis and he's, you know, in his fifth hour of working on his golf swing in a simulator, like good chance he's a fucking hell of a player who might, might get a shot on the corn Ferry tour, but God almighty, the trade-off, you know? And it's like, in a way I admire it, but then kind of now looking back a little bit, I feel badly. That's, that's, so it is this fine line yeah, because there isn't somebody with like, and I say this, and I say it complimentary, because I think Doug, I don't know if Doug looks at me and goes, I admire what I do, because we're obviously different personalities, but I look at him and I absolutely admire, I admire him as a, a father, and I admire like the, his approach, I truly do. Agreed. We have different worldviews on politics, but I don't fucking care in any way. Um, th- that you, 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 you can't have what Doug's approach is and then be that guy in the simulator, right. but like Doug wants to go out and he works and he plays on, now he's playing golf and it's great. 
I'm nuts. And so therefore I'm like on a mission for no reason to, I don't even know what the point is. I just got to get to scratch. And then if it's, if it does happen, who knows if it happens, but if it does happen, I don't know what's going to, nobody's going to give a shit. It's going to pop up on my phone. I'm like, I did it. And I might show my wife. And if anything, she's going to go, great. (laughs) I mean, for real, like that is going to be the reaction. And then anything, then the other guys are going to, oh, fuck, you're a scratch now. And they're going to be like, we are going to yeah. take some money from you. Bring the money I mean, out, it's a boy. negative EV proposition, but oh, it's sure. my own thing. And so I think about that personality trait. And if anything, I think going through life with like, and I don't want to portray Doug as like, because he's not. Doug worked two jobs seven days a week for a long time. But I'm talking about he has more contentment, yeah. whereas I am like always going, going, going. I think the way Doug goes through life is a happier way to go through life. That's what I'm saying. So I have a question to follow that up. All right. I am taking questions here. Do you think, then, we'll, then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Do you think that mentality is hardwired into you, yes. or do you think you are period. Because I, I see it with my two boys. Right. One has it and one doesn't. Right. I think, and I'm talking about, I'm looking at a fucking <laughs> guy who's going to turn two in three no weeks. Doubt. No doubt. But I absolutely, I, could, I mean, I, and, I'm, and nothing has changed. I, I remember seeing the older one. There's video of it. It's November. I think it might have been... Was Porter playing in 17? Was that the Fall year? Fall 17 was okay. his first year. So you might hear oh, in the background of the video that Iowa State game where uh, he got hurt. Yeah, I know. This is like Best your, atmosphere I've ever been to at a college basketball game. And we're in Sanibel, and it's where we got married, and we're on vacation, and I'm tossing a ball to you know my older son, who you've met, and he is kicking like <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. And he, like, he's, he's, he's happy as fuck, but he's, just, he's intense yeah. as hell. And I'm like, I don't, th- I don't know because I've never raised a child before. I don't think that this is going to change. Now I'm looking at a two-month-old here, and what do I know? And there's some people who are going to watch this or listen to this, and they've, they've got kids in their 30s, yeah. much less two months old, and they would laugh at that. Well, I mean, he's going to be seven this year, and it's, it's, it's all still holding true, you know? Meanwhile the one who will be two this year, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if I came home today and he's smoking a joint, like just (laughs) laying back. I mean, he's just, he's just super, he's just super chill. And so therefore I, I view it as absolutely hardwired. Now your influences from a parenting standpoint, as you made reference to an education standpoint and your environment, your community can exacerbate or diminish some of those traits to pick your pick. But uh, yes, I absolutely think it's hardwired. So, I absolutely think it's hardwired. Yeah, so if that is the case, then I would say it is much harder to drop something like that, like not have that mentality, even if you're consciously working at it, much more so than something learned or something yeah, influenced by. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. So, I just, yeah, you're right. That's It's quite astute. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it is, it's, I don't know, I feel it, it's... Like, I see it now like my dad is enjoying life now, and I'm so happy because even just a few years ago, I mean, I think not that long ago, he's still, fuck, I mean, like, screaming at me in my office down at Inside STL, and and I'm going, God, this can't, you know, in part I'm going, he's going to drop dead. He's going to have a heart attack. He just don't need this. I don't want it for him, mm-hmm. you know? Settle the fuck down, you know? Yeah. But then I'm I'm sure like probably my wife, but, you know, eventually as my boys grow up and I'm, if who knows, God, I hope I'm not, but, you know, in my 60s and I'm screaming about something, God, I can't imagine that, but who fucking knows? 
And I'm sure they're gonna go, Jesus, you know, dad's gonna drop dead here if we if he keeps acting like this and getting all worked up. I don't know, but then at the same time, what's the right age to start landing the plane, so to speak? And, and then, and then once you start landing the plane, a lot of people, like one of the when I talked about Doug wanting to do the show, he goes, "I don't want to sit around. Yeah, I want to do something." That's how. My and I'm dad. telling you, from all my sound story, yeah, your dad what stepped away for a bit, stepped and then away, immediately tried. went right back in. Yeah, did not work. You've been in on sound stories. You've hosted them. You've sat in when I've been doing them. Doug's been doing them. So many people, you want to talk about the things I've learned from sound stories? God, I could do a whole podcast on that, and I still leave things out. Many of the people who are looking, like when they go, they tell me they're 82 and they're still working or doing something. It's because they're still working and doing something. They still feel a purpose, you know? And uh, that, that's a, that's a, it, that doesn't mean you have to work. It's just you want to work. You want to have a purpose. Same reason people get into coaching or broadcasting right. once their athletic career. You're exactly done, right about because that. Because it's, you know, that need for competition. But, you know, that's a very, you know, sports are a very raw form of competition, but business is a competition. Whatever your job was, was your competition. And when you step away from it after doing it for so long, you lose out on that purpose. Right. So people continue to work longer and longer. Yeah, and, and, and you're lucky if you want to keep doing because that means you loved what you yeah. did throughout yep. the course of your career, which to me is that, you know, you ask Roman numeral number one, anytime I've, like, started to write something, if I were to write a book and, you know, knows if I'll ever do that really, really, uh, because I don't know how I could do it without, you know, I don't know, it'd be tough. Um, because if you're telling the truth, some people would be embarrassed and I'm not trying to embarrass people, but at the same time, I feel an obligation to tell the truth, uh, that I, I truly do start with something I wrote when I made the announcement that we were moving to Hubbard in 2021. And that was watching Lou Holtz do a press conference, the former Notre Dame coach who became like a caricature on ESPN, but he was a great coach. And it was just like some press conference, and he's like, find something you love to do and find somebody dumb enough to pay you to do it. And I'm like, they're, not that there is, that is therefore the secret to life, but God, if you could have guidelines, yeah, right. there it is. And that's why I'm like with my son when I talked about the golf thing yesterday, I'm like, this guy loves Legos. And that doesn't mean that like there's a business in it, but maybe there is in some capacity with the skills from that that then do that. Don't you know, hey, here's where I think you're going to finance. You're going to make a shitload of money. Do that. That's not, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think that there's, you know, if I could have made five times as much money going into like my dad at one point, he's like, hey, you know, I think probably he was working either KPLR or KFNS. And maybe some people are like, hey, you might want to tell him to not go into this field. And I remember we were sitting at Steak and Shake on Hampton. It's no longer there. It's like a lion's choice now or Starbucks where it was. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting there. And he goes, hey, have you ever thought about going to law school? And I'm like, no, what the fuck? Like, I think I was in college. And he goes, well, you might want to. He goes, I just, I, I think that what you're going into is, you know, not everybody winds up being, you know, I don't know who he used an example at this point because it was mid-90s, might have been Joe Buck. And I'm like, no, I don't really. I mean, I, I, I still can remember, obviously, I'm citing the steak and shake. But I think that was kind of his, I feel an obligation. This guy's probably going to do what he's going to do. But I got to let him know. Yeah, right. But I was so like, not only was I dead set on doing it, I was also dead set that I was going to be successful. And mm -hmm. like, if you told me I wasn't going to be, I was going <laughs> to be like, what the fuck's your problem? Of course okay. I'm going to be successful. Right. And now I go, holy shit, was I lucky? But with regard to somebody else who's obviously not pursuing this business, I just, I really do, I advocate for 
pursuing something that you love to do. I really feel strong. I feel strongly, more strongly about that than I think anything, actually, because everybody at some point is going to have to work Mm -hmm. unless you're like in a trust fund spot. And you're going to spend more time working than you will with your family and friends in between 22 and most likely 65 or maybe even later by the time now somebody who's in their teens, you might be working until you're in your 70s or 80s just because of life expectancy. God, wouldn't you want to... Do something you love. Yeah, or at the very least, do something you don't hate. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, and I realize not everybody has that choice. I'm not, you know, again, I recognize good fortune, but take the shot. Don't just follow the dollars. Take the shot. What is it that you love at a young age, and is there a way to make money? My whole thing, I'm going to play for the Cardinals, and people look, okay, we got a fucking moron here, don't we? And then it's like, okay, I get cut from all the teams. Well, if I still love the Cardinals and baseball, then how can I still be around the Cardinals and baseball? Oh, I'll be a broadcaster. That was the logic. And it wound up working out, even though I'm sitting here doing a, you know, slap and tickle show. But that was always the truth. Find something you love to do and find somebody, quote unquote, dumb enough to pay you to do it. That was the joke that Lou Holtz used, but it's the truth. And I advocate, and that's how I feel for my my sons. But I would say that to whether it be somebody your age, but certainly younger, that's the thing, you know. And, hey, if you are great at math and you love math or if you're just what you love is, is money and what it, do, it provides you, the freedom, not necessarily the material things, the freedom, God bless, pursue it. I'm not smart enough to do that shit. I, I look at numbers and I can maybe do probabilities, but I can't do some of the stuff that guys right. in finance can do. I can't do it. I wouldn't yeah. be good at it. Right. Um, speaking of which, I have a call in 14 minutes with my accountant and my lawyers and uh, maybe you should sit in on it and watch how I just sit there and go. Not like me during a hockey segment. Uh, <laughs> before we go. What do we have? What do we have going on here? Don't ever get rid of those Legos. Keep the Legos. Ah. Keep the boxes. If your younger son plays with them afterwards, fine. Keep everything. Wow. Don't get rid what of is, them. What do we got going on here? I you could, you I, feel passionately about it. I could it. really see Legos in a number of years, whenever it might be, flying up in price. It's like a... I, it's a it's a toy that like you know how baseball cards fluctuate and stuff like I could see Legos being worth a lot. Some of the elaborate ones, some of like the Star Wars or Marvel stuff connected with Legos. Well, they're all over my dining room table, Jackson. Keep them. Come by. Keep them. Put it back in the box. Keep the boxes nice. I think the box is already gone. I guess uh, I gotta be aware of that. Well, anytime you buy any new ones. Okay. Keep. I just could see one day. Legos being worth a lot of money. I need a little storage space for the Legos. Just a little. I just, I could see it. I, I already see a trend of people like my age buying them and using them as decoration. Saying. Wow. Really? Using them as decoration? Like the right? ones that are cars. Like I know a guy. Oatmeal. Uh, no. Went to my high school, played on the basketball team with oh, me. Noah WK. Uh, no, he also played basketball. Great guy. But a uh, different guy who does stuff on social media now of like home decor. Weird, but he does really well with it. He decorates a lot of his stuff with, like, Lego cars. Yeah, right. And they, they are pretty cool, like the Porsches or the Jaguars. Like, they're super cool, and you get to build them. I, I could just see those being very valuable one day. Good counsel. Yeah. Very good counsel, because yeah. they're all over the house. <laughs> uh, all right, there it is. How long do we go? An hour and a half? Uh, yep, hour and a half. I really, today, I was like, okay, today we're going to do a 15-minute one. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't feel great. I got a call at 1 o'clock. I'll go home. I'll have lunch. Get on the Zoom. I'll try to follow what these guys are saying. Yep, and yet here we are. And yet here we are, meaning I'm going to take this call and I'll be in the studio doing it. Uh, all right, uh, Jackson, thank you for putting up with it. Uh, thank you to all the people who watched and who continue to listen. And uh, you can always send something in. Like McShamus did wonderful work uh, with uh, some poignant questions. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. 
But Jackson, you're saying, fuck these people. It's time to send in some erotic stories. Yeah. Oh, God, and I got one. Oh, I'm not, we'll have to save it. Yeah, tease. Uh, it's titled QFTA Threesome Question. Oh. Right. Wow, tomorrow's going to be a banner show. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like an erotic hypothetical, but it's still hot. <laughs> it's in my inbox. Uh, all right, time for us to uh, shut her down for Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios.